I am so excited to come to you. I can hardly even do all of the proper podcasting things, but welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, episode 101. And we are talking about breakup 101. That's right. This is breakup class. Welcome, y'all. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going to act all out of character today. I am going to be. I'm just super pumped about this episode because I've been collecting questions for the Ask Abigail Anything episode, and in that process, I actually saved a few questions for a different podcast episode because they kind of had a theme, and they kind of made sense to talk about in one episode, so here we are having a Breakup 101 class. Welcome, 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 and... Yeah, like I said, it's not going to be super uh, official, but I'm just going to wrap about breaking up with you for a minute because a shocker or newsflash, I'm divorced if you haven't heard me talk about that 101 times, right? So I got to tell you, there are some days that I get sick of my own story, but something that I actually specifically talk about in my Unleashed program with my eight pillars of empowerment is that the very first pillar of empowerment is awakening. And there's nothing I get to change about my past that my divorce was my awakening moment. Straight up, give it to you, tell you like it is. That shit bursts my little bubble. I was used to winning. I was used to getting my way. I was used to having a goal and achieving it. And I did that damn thing. I got married and I spent way too much time focused on what I would call an ego goal as opposed to a soul goal is my ego goal was to like hit certain benchmarks at certain ages and have this white picket fence vision created. And I did that and then it didn't work out in my favor. So I then had to face my husband asking me for a divorce saying like marriage isn't, I like, that's not the thing I want. And I thought it was and it wasn't and that's okay. But I had to go through certain like phases of grief in that to understand what happened because it happened so suddenly. And, you know, there's a lot of things that like I share a lot about my divorce. And one thing is like, I describe it as like not seeing it coming because that's the way that it was for me. And only in retrospect, do I learn all these lessons and come to you guys talking about it? Because, you know, I think a lot of people try to understand breakups or understand relationship in general, intimacy. And man, I could go down whole, I could probably record five episodes about intimacy (laughs) Uh, But we're going to talk about breakups specifically because there's a few questions that came up in the Ask Abigail Anything episode that I specifically saved to record another episode. So one thing that I want to share that I discovered in divorce, which by the way, guys, let me preface this is please go listen to the very first podcast episode because I do kind of intro myself and um, intro what this whole podcast is about and what got me to where I am. And divorce is that awakening moment back to pillar one, back to the whole concept is like, it woke me up to things that I did not know about myself and things that were yet to be discovered. And that I also, I think that the reason I speak so much about it is I would not have discovered many things about myself 
had my path not gone that way, had my husband not asked to break up and all the things and however you look at it. But there are some times, there are some days that I truly get tired of talking about it, but nothing changes it. That's what got me where I'm going. And I I actually talked to my husband, you know, in the springtime this year, 2019, and it's three years after the fact. And he goes, you know, I never, I would never think that it still has an effect on you. You look like you're doing your damn thing. And um, one thing that I'm not afraid to tell anybody is that the life I've created has been born out of the life I planned for not working out. So I've, this is like, a lot of this is plan B, straight up. And I believe divorce to be a redirection. I call, I will say a lot of the times rejection is redirection. So you can frame things in your life any which way you want. I choose to frame things in an empowering fashion to keep going, keep showing up, keep waking up, keep going for what you go for, keep learning more about yourself, keep discovering more of yourself. And when, when God, whoever your higher power is, God, universe, whenever that higher power takes something away, what we perceive as taken away or having lost, I kind of perceive it as being moved out of the way or taking it away to redirect you, like I was saying before. So divorce, I really frame that as a redirection. And so I started to look more at what my heart's talking to me about, what my soul's talking to me about, because um, I'm going to reference my coach, Shannon De Palma. She goes, your soul always gets what it wants. And that was a very pivotal day in my life that I that she posed that to me was like, your soul always gets what it wants. So if your soul is always getting what it wants, where is it taking you right now? What is it showing you right now? And that just spoke so much to me because I am often trying to force things to happen or make them happen faster or I love me some shortcuts. But I'm here to tell you, excuse me, my voice. And a burp. I burped, actually. And Chance, don't even edit that out. Don't even edit me asking you to edit that out. Leave this real. This is raw tonight. Yes, it's night. What time is it? 11.30. I'm recording you a podcast, you guys. Because this... I want to trail. I want to trail so much. Let's get back to Breakup 101. Your soul always gets what it wants. And so when you have a breakdown or a breakup... It's inviting you into a breakthrough. And something that I discovered in my breakup, in my breakdown, was there were many times that I was looking for guidance or looking for the answer. And no matter how hard I looked, I realized, I remember saying it was like, there's no book for this shit. (laughs) How do we do this right? And everybody's got their opinion about how to do it right, you guys. You got to find out for yourself. You have got to. So I'm going to just tell you, I'm going to learn some things that I learned in relationship. And I'm going to answer some questions that you listeners have questions about. But there's no right way 
there's no straight up one size fits all kind of answer about this stuff. And so that's just what it is. And I actually, I got to admit something to you. So you're going to hear this podcast episode later, but today the date is August 22nd. And this is my, what would be my four year wedding anniversary to my husband. And so it's quite funny because I've been collecting these, these episode questions for the Ask Abigail Anything. And then in perfect timing, it's actually like all these relationship questions. And I said, why not record this today right now? And so the reason I'm saying that is because I mentioned there's no book, there's no right way to do this. There's no straight up answer. There's no program. And so the reason this is all coming together for me and why I want to explain it and why I want to do this on this specific date is because there's no perfect response. There's no getting over your past. Not really, because there's no changing it. There's just changing how you respond to it. So for me, today, August 22nd, and the month, August in general, just has a different energy to it. And different's not exactly the word. There's like a a specific type of energy to it. And honestly, that's not even the, the word that I want. There's like this unique energy to it right? So you've got your dates, you've got like your names or places or memories that are specific and unique to you. It's not, you don't really get to change it. You just get to change how you relate to it. You just get to change how you engage with it. For example, think about the street that you grew up on. What's the feeling that you just associated to that street? What are the memories you have on that street? What were some of your firsts on that street? Can you remember the time when you, can you remember when your parents did this on that day? Can you remember walking home early mornings, late nights? That is just your relationship to a street name. You've had relationship with people, with jobs, different circumstances, different phases of your life. Just let that be there. Let it sink in. You have relationships all over your life. So a breakup is a breakthrough. A breakup is a level up. Let yourself level up instead of staying present to the breakup. Let it be. It's okay. It's meant to be. It's part of your path. 
It's part of your journey. But the journey is to be walked. It's not meant to stay stagnant. You are born to grow. You grow every single day. Every single second. Moment you grow. You'll never be this age again. You're older now. And so allow yourself to meet yourself at this age and this stage. Let the past go. It's okay. It's gone for a reason. And now it's time to move forward. I didn't know that I was going to go into a pep talk right there, but I'm going to let it be. And I'm going to remind you that you're here so that you can grow, so that you can get through a breakthrough, so that you can get over a breakup. And so I had some listeners ask me some really personal questions, which I love. I am an open book, so there's no such thing as too personal. But I had some listeners ask me some questions about my breakup that I want to share with you so that you can begin to work through your own breakdowns. Whether you're breaking up with a significant other, a family member, an old lifestyle, an old job, this is your opportunity to really grow out of it. So I had one listener ask me, do you bring old shit into new relationships? And when does that stop? So I think this is a great question and I want to answer it from my personal experience and then give you some perspective about how we as humans act, right? So do you ever bring old shit into a new relationship? Of course, um, unless we have that men in black pen that like flashes and erases our memory, we are all bringing our old shit into new relationships. You can answer that for significant others. You can answer it for friendships, jobs, all the things it spreads across the board. Even like as a coach, like I bring old clients into new relationships, right? Because I bring my, what I think I know into a new relationship. So you bring what you think you know, right? So oh, all men are assholes because like all men have proven to be assholes. Like you're staying right. I love that. That's my favorite analogy. It's my like favorite complaint. It's not, it's not my belief system, but I love using it because like we try to, so you can use it like all women or whatever you believe or all bosses or whatever you believe, but we have certain like underlying currents that we then just bring into our new relationships and we kind of recreate that to be true. And so we are looking at people and places through our filters and through our stories that we have. So things that have happened in our past, we've made narratives about it and then we project it into our future. And so we never really meet people for who they are. We meet them for what we know about life. And so like going on new dates, in fact, I just had a client today, we were talking about it and I told him that today was my, um, 
wedding anniversary. He's like, oh my God, I'm sorry we have a call. And I said, no, it's great. It's great. Like I actually scheduled things on today on purpose to kind of give me something else to think about on this day because this date will always be this date to me, right? And to take it one further is bringing old things into new relationships is at this point in my life, based on what has happened, right? I have been married and now I am divorced. Like, but I'm divorced is a story about what happened. It's a way that I relate to what happened. It's a narrative I have about what happened. I am married. I am no longer married. And so there's always an I'm divorced label that I can give myself. That will always be a thing because it's like a before point and after point. Now, how much I engage with that story is what really makes the difference. The way that I identify is what makes the difference. So if I start every date with, hey, by the way, I'm divorced, (laughs) that starts a relationship with a specific filter, right? But if I choose to do the work on my own and accept that, release that, which is what I talk about in my episode, the two keys to forgiveness is acceptance and release. If I accept that I'm, I was married and I'm not married and that's that, I don't make it mean anything more about me then that's that. But if I engage with it constantly and I identify as a divorcee and I have to tell everybody that like it's a scarlet letter, then then I'm creating a certain filter, a certain listening of me. Because there could be like a, oh, why are you divorced? What's wrong with you? What happened? Where did it go wrong? Where did it go right? Like, you know, there's so much more dialogue around that if I choose to lead with that. And so I could, I'm always, that had happened in my past, but how much I engage it makes a very big difference in the way I start new relationships because I'm starting it from my past because I'm projecting my past into my future. So I think it's a great question of this listener to say like, do you bring old shit into your new relationships and when does that stop? Hmm, friend, guess what? It stops when you decide it stops. You can live a different future. You can create a different future. And I'm going to tell you that who you're being in your present is based on your future. But it's when you project your past into your future that you keep recreating your past. So if you put a period at the end of your past, then you can declare a future and fulfill on it now. But if you just, again, keep repeating, 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 and you never take responsibility that you're projecting your past into your future, you can never switch it up. I'm telling you, you can end it, you can disengage, and you can say what you want your future to be, speaking from possibility, not from what you think is possible. Man, you guys, you may need to listen to this episode again because I can feel the I can feel the wisdom dropping. I'm about to take a sip of water on this one. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna do the next question. 
Then the next question cracks me up and it's usually when I catch up with people or when um, some clients come back and we start a new program and they'll say, hey, what happened to that boyfriend you had? Y'all seemed like you had it together. I thought you guys were perfect for each other. And um, I just want to answer that question because we it was perfect while it was perfect. It was great while it was great. And our paths were no longer parallel. And we continue to go on and on and on. And that is great because he's doing great. I'm doing great. We're both continuing to become more bigger, larger, healthier, higher versions of ourselves. And that's what's great about it. And so I want to talk about like positive breakups because breakup 101 is that it never feels good to go through the breakup, but it feels great to have done it. Got it? So this is about jobs, this is about people, this is about your identities. Like, consider you're always trading the good for the great, okay? So if you were to come from that perspective, the good for the great, you're always leveling up, you're climbing. And of course, there's that uncomfortable recalibration period. But if you quit acting like every breakup comes from something that's wrong or bad or broken you're going to start to relate to yourself as better and leveling up and feeling good about yourself. So that's as much as I'm going to say about it. He's doing great. I'm doing great. It was great. We're great. Life is great. So you're always trading the good for the great. And sometimes it's not a direct trade, right? Because that actually leads right into the next question is you're not always trading a man for a man, a job for a job, a whatever for whatever. Sometimes it's apples and oranges. And so the next question was from a client slash listener who said, what has you choosing single? What has you choosing the single lifestyle? And so I think this is really important because when she asked, like my answer came from the whole good for the great is I was actually choosing myself in that breakup. In fact, that my boyfriend, he was like, so you're like choosing to just like not be loved, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or like, cause he was a great boyfriend and he provided a lot of amazing things. And I actually realized like I was enamored with being treated well for one of the first times in my life, being taken care of and being like, that person was considerate, that man, he like bless him. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to do things, but like I loved being loved and no one ever loved me so well as he did. And so I fell in love with that. And then the more that we grew and evolved, we were growing and evolving in different directions. And I was able to see that. But I, what I realized in that breakup was I love being loved And then I realized I can love myself that way. I can take care of myself that way. Some external force outside of me doesn't have to provide that. And oh my Lord, that was super, super beneficial. And so I realized only in that breakup that a coach made a reflection to me like months before, probably six months before that, a coach, uh, we, I was going through a program and he, he said, can I be really straight with you? I was like, yeah, sure. He goes, you don't want a relationship. You want to be left alone. And I, I was not, I was in a phase of my healing 
from divorce that I wasn't ready to hear that. (laughs) I go, no, I totally want to be in a relationship because 16-year-old Abigail used to fantasize about her marriage and her wedding and her life and her this and that, and she created it. She got married. She got the house. She, or Well, she got the apartment. She had the husband. She was working on all the career and this and that and the other. And then it broke down. And I was not ready for it to break down. I still wanted what I wanted. And so I still wanted relationship. I still wanted children. I still wanted the white picket fence and the career and everything. So instead of I wasn't ready to release it because I wasn't the one who ended it. So I didn't feel like I was in control of my life and I spiraled. So I tried to have the relationship back. I tried to get the career back. Like it was all in limbo. And as I was going through, I was still trying to find the next person that I would marry or go right in. And so I was starting relationships at a very accelerated rate. Because I wasn't starting over with a new person. I was trying to pick up where I left off. Hear that. Because that has to do with like the filter we were talking about. Is are you ever really starting a relationship with a brand new person? Or are you just trying to pick up from where you left off? Because we apply our filters to new people. And not on purpose. Not in a mean or malicious way we just weren't ready to end it and so we don't have closure we don't feel complete in fact we feel incomplete or empty or taken from or taken advantage of and it's your responsibility to complete your old relationships and so this coach was like you want to be alone and I said no 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 I totally want a relationship I totally am ready like I just want the life I planned for, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, you're working on your business. Like you're doing your things. You're finding yourself. Like this is not your time to be in a relationship. And I like, I wasn't ready to hear it. So I started new relationships. And then the more relationships I was in, I started to really discover that I wanted my space to discover myself. And it became more and more obvious. And so I kind of want to say to you, this may be your time to just discover yourself and evolve and learn to love yourself and learn what you want, learn what your needs are and practice meeting your own needs because nobody knows you better than you. And you... You secretly hope that they'll surprise you. You hope that they'll fulfill your expectations and they'll let you down, not because they mean to and not because you mean for that to happen, but because there's nobody else to really meet your needs but you. And that's it. It's your job. Your only job is to discover more of yourself and fulfill yourself. And then when you do, my friend, when you know what you want, when you know what you need, when you know your expectations, and by the way, I'm going to recommend my my episode, The Dating 101, 
where I talk about conditions of satisfaction and I talk more about expectations in relationship is that when you fulfill yourself, then you're radiating and then you get to meet more energy, energetically aligned people. And those are the people that you want to get to know more. And, and they're people in relationship, they're people in career, they're people in well-being, health and wellness, that you're going to be more aligned with people and they're going to take you to your next level of life. Because you're now more interested in what you want to create and more interested in what you want as opposed to what you don't want. You're not existing in that low vibe reactive state anymore. You're existing in a I want, I desire, I love, I enjoy, I'm pleasured by, this brings me bliss, this brings me joy. That is a very different energetic state and it's a different state to date in. It's a different state to live in. It's a different state to get paid in. It's a different state to exist in. And so that's what breakdowns are. That's what breakups are. They are invitation into the breakthrough, into the break you, baby. (laughs) You guys, breakups are beautiful. Life is beautiful. You are beautiful. So I invite you to get to know you more. And if you haven't gotten to know you more, please head back to the beginning of this month, head back into the August 15 minute Phillips. I have been talking about emotional intelligence, about discovering your shadow side, the importance of mirror work. If you listen to this episode in front of the mirror, my gosh, you will break through something. (laughs) I am inviting you into this work because this work is what will set you free. It will let you be. It will let you be you. And if you're ready to be you, it is time. Just honor the whispers of your heart. Honor that this feels so good to you. Okay, And if this feels good to you, reach out to me. If you're ready to do the work, reach out to me. You can come send me a personal message. You can do the abigailgaza.com thing, whatever works for you. But if this is true and this is you, I'm rhyming because it's coming through. Oh my God, I'm not even trying, you guys. It's just what's up. (laughs) You guys, I love you. I love you. It is time to live your heart unleashed. It is time to shift from dreaming to doing. Follow through on the urges that are coming through right now, you guys. I'm going to let you be right here because it's time. It's your time to live your heart unleashed. The Hearts Unleashed podcast is proudly supported by I'm Hearing Stories, an audiobook publisher and producer. Audiobooks are a fun, entertaining, and leading-edge way to break into new markets and spread your story like a wildfire. If you're an author, coach, speaker, or entrepreneur, it can exponentially enhance your credibility in your field and make you quickly relatable. Okay, so good news. I'm Hearing Stories has helped authors like our Hearts Unleashed creator, Abigail Gazda, turn that dream into a reality. And they can help you too. With I'm Hearing Stories, you get expert guidance to walk you through the murky waters of this process. So here's your inspired action. Click the link below or go to imhearingstories.com and turn your dream of having an audiobook 
into a reality. 